Okay. Uh, we're back with the WrestleMania. What is this? Thirty-seven, thirty-eight. This is thirty-eight, right? Thirty-eight. Yeah. Thirty-eight. Um, our WrestleMania thirty-eight um, review, and we're gonna try not to make this too long because we could be here for hours. But I'm gonna state my opinion. Um, quite. Um, quite quick. And then I'll go over why I have my opinion. So I'm going to start off by saying, oh, yeah, um, if you don't know by now, this is Kenny and I want Jake, if you're new to this. So, okay, um, this is probably my, honestly, this is my favorite WrestleMania of all time so far. Since. It was a solid first out of out of all the like night one and twos that they've done so far when they started doing the night one and two. This has been the first solid night one. There's always one night that's decent, but the bad outweighs the good, and then the next night is primarily good. So it's always uneven. But if tomorrow, um, I won't say this is the best since technically the WrestleMania is not over. It's a two-night event. So I would say uh, night one, um, if tomorrow is anything near night one, this is going to be the greatest WrestleMania of all time, in my opinion. But so far, it's in my top three, along with WrestleMania uh, 35. So that's saying a lot, because I've watched a lot of WrestleManias. I mean, I've watched the first WrestleMania. I mean, a lot of them we've reviewed. So I watched a lot of WrestleManias. And this is how you know that this WrestleMania is, if not perfect, if not perfect, um, one of the best. Um, So besides the Cody Rhodes return to WWE, um, and this isn't a spoiler uh, alert because I would assume you wouldn't come to us to hear. I would hope not, but um, I would hope you wouldn't come to us to uh, see the results, but um, yeah, besides the Cody Rhodes return, there is like, even if the Cody Rhodes return didn't come, a lot there's still a lot to talk about, like if the Cody Rhodes return, like after the Cody Rhodes return, I'm not, t- not I'm, I, I didn't start this off with Cody Rhodes return, oh my gosh I didn't start off with that because there's different layers that are just make this so perfect, so the fact that I wouldn't straight up say that like it wasn't a one moment event like there's many moments to this that says a lot like yeah okay so i guess we can go through some kind of order but i guess we could uh i guess each match had a moment literally each match um i was just thinking about that like Maybe some of them were, like, less or not as big as the others. Like, little moments. Or like, some of them were little, some of them were big. But it's, like, each match had something, like, that happened in it that, like, altered the, like, made it a moment or altered the outcome or, or whichever. Um, or even if it wasn't the match itself, it was something that happened around the match. Yeah, and, you know, I might as well just quickly go through the 
Did you watch Dan Deliver? I didn't, but I uh, I, I watched some of it. Did you watch it? Dan Deliver? I I was so like busy trying to get the Faith Hog podcast episode up, and also you, and also stream UFC that I. I honestly didn't even know that Sam Deliver was happening till it the results were started being posted. Then I watched a little bit of it and I was just watching it before we started film after WrestleMania. After um I was watching some of the stuff that I didn't catch. But Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um I was busy uh during the actual show. But um I I rewatched uh, quite a bit of it. Let me just say uh, I'm gonna give my quick opinions because Stand Deliver doesn't even come close to just WrestleMania. But uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel won. I don't really care. I mean, that's good. That's good. I mean, it's I don't really care. Uh, MSK won. I hate MSK. I don't know if you know this, but I absolutely hate MSK. Like, just like in AEW, I hate Sammy Guevara. I hate MSK. You wait. You hate Sammy Guevara? Why? I love Sammy Guevara as a heel, but as a babyface, he just pisses me off. Like. Oh, okay, so he he's talking about this is supposed to be a baby face. So he loses his title, but while he had that title on, he had sex with like sex like how is that a baby face move? And then like I know a hill won the uh, the, the title, but what if a baby face would have won it? Like that's and that makes I don't know. I just he just isn't a good baby face. Just like Miz isn't a good baby face. I think Sammy, like, I think I don't I don't really know what to call him at this point, but like it's like I think he's like trying to like be a baby face, but also I think he's more in I think he's more of a tweener than a than one or the other because he he's labeled as a baby face. But he does a lot of heel tactics. So, I find plus, him more of a tweeter yeah. than anything. Yeah, plus I hate his finisher, kind of. Yeah, but... Because, um, yeah, but anyways, that's off topic. Um, I was I was just, as soon as you said, I hate Sammy Guevara, <laughs> I, was, I was like, wait, huh? And then I, I love how you don't question MSK. Like, you respect no, I, my hate for MSK. <laughs> No, that that I've known. I just didn't know about Guevara. Yeah. That's why I completely breezed over MSK because I've 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 known you uh, you not being a fan of them for a while. Yeah, um, Cameron Grimes won the North American. What a match! Um, please, I love that ladder match. Please, please bring Carmelo Hayes and Chick Williams up to the main roster. I think they could be. I don't don't make them a tag team. But I feel like they could do pretty cool stuff on SmackDown because we need we need talent on SmackDown. And Trick Williams, I think he's like six two. So he he's good height, he's talented. And what the other guy, he's just, he's like five eleven, five ten. So he's decent height too. So I believe they could do some pretty cool stuff. Um Bandy Rose retained. I don't really I Cora James, you went against? Dolph Ziggler retained. That's the only part that I really should have said because that's the only thing that really mattered. I don't understand what they're going with this, but I'm glad. But I hate when they uh, put him on Raw and then they're going to make him look like a jobber on Raw. Like He loses all his matches on Raw even though he's NXT champion. It's stupid. But anyways, I want to uh, 
I'm gonna go back to I like WrestleMania. I'm just I'm just gonna say this quick one thing about Ziggler real quick. I like that he went with trunks for stand deliver. I really appreciate that. Oh yeah, I, I completely brazed over uh that one match. What was it? Um Tony D'Angelo versus Champa. I love how Champa uh, uh he wore I hated the match. Um because I don't know, it was felt a little bit too gimmicky. Um and <laughs> how how okay, so Triple H came to hug him, but as, as soon as Triple H music mm-hmm. comes out, oh, uh and then and then a commercial comes. And then and then it shows what happened like on a replay. It's and it said, "Oh, if you have Peacock Premium Plus or something, you would have seen." Oh my gosh, like awful. But um, but um, yeah, that's all I really wanted to say. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm glad he wore uh trunks too. Yeah, it's um, ever. Since since uh watching since going through uh was it um two K twenty two the showcase and have and do, doing the Dolph Ziggler uh oh nine I believe or oh eleven or yeah um seeing like the Ziggler like hit like uh I am perfection Ziggler and like seeing his trunks and then going like fast forwarding to now and seeing that him back in them again it was like. It was good nostalgia. All right. So, um, yeah, it was. It was. I mean, I, I mean, I do like the callback. So, now to WrestleMania. Oh my gosh. Okay. Where do I even start with this? I'm gonna try to remember everything. I I have the match card pulled up, by the way. Okay, and don't tell me the times, please. Why? Because I want to guess. Oh, okay. Um, I was like, I thought, I thought you were leading towards like, that's like, um, like I don't want to know, but it's like, okay, that's um. So I think we should just go through the card. Honestly, I think that's the smartest way to do this. And to be fair, everybody knows already. Uh. Every match winner, but you could. Well, not match winner, but just like as a like oh, course okay. of yeah. discussion. Yeah, might as well. Yeah. Um. So, um, Usos against Usos defeating Nakamura and Rick Books to start off the show. Okay, you want to talk about that, or we could just keep going. I just um, I just want to say that. The small moment that what was interesting to me um, about this is it wasn't a big moment, but how they got the, the, the match in the first place was Rick Boogs faked a knee injury. Um, and then it's like, and then the Usos are like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, if you, if, if he can beat us, um, then, then you you'll get a shot at Mania, and then he fakes that, and then they win the opportunity. Um, but in the match, he injures his knee. I don't know if that's work 
or if I that was like, intentional. I was, you know, they always say something dramatic like a fibula uh, tear or something like. But they said he actually is going to have surgery, so um, it's probably real. Yeah, but, but I just I just thought it was interesting when. Um, I just always think it it's interesting when something like that happens, where it's like in story you fake the knee injury, but during the match of the actual match, like, and I think it was the same knee he injured too Possibly. that he pretended to injure. So that was the moment. Like, there wasn't too many moments, uh, or really any moments at all in yeah. that match. I, I was going to just say no comment, but. I just want to – I don't really talk much about this, so I feel like I will give the opportunity since I'm feeling really hyped right now. Um, If this was real, um, the commentary are really, really good. Like, we're quickly – like, Corey Graves especially, but the commentary is very good at, like, uh, when something wrong happens or something that's not supposed to happen. Like, when one guy – I think he was supposed to, like, lift them both up at once, then the guy jumped up and he hurt his knee then. They uh, they quickly switched it and said it was a strategy by the Usos. Like, that's some clever, like, quick thinking there, like, to change something like that up so fast. So... You want, you want to try and guess the time for this match? I don't know. Go for it. Um, Surprise... Or not surprising you, but honestly, no match, no match was under five minutes in this entire show, which is, which is good. Oh gosh, this was uh eleven, uh, two thousand eleven. Probably half the matches would be. So yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I was saying. Like no match. That's why I was applauding. Like since we've looked back and seen some WrestleMania matches. We're like three minutes. It's like, well, I'm glad not all of them went over five. So how long was this? This one was six minutes and fifty five seconds. Okay, I'll I'll give my thoughts on it real quick. Okay, this is probably the only thing I can uh two things I can quickly say. When they I I'm I'm so critical of those two because I hate it. I just want Shinsuke to be a single star where I guess he is now. Um. Um that during all of this, I really did think it was kind of cool seeing them, like, with all the people, they did feel a little bit legit. But um, after the six-minute match, never mind. But I love their tires a lot. Shinsuke had, and um, Rick, not really Rick Boo's attire, but Shinsuke's. I really like Shinsuke's colors. Yeah, the, the uh, um, split co- I like the split color idea. And um, he had a few designs on it, I believe. And usually it's just color. Like, he doesn't really have much on it. So. Yeah. And it was interesting that, like, those, I, I, like, after seeing that those, it's like, those color, or the the idea behind it is they're, like, a sponsor attire, um, which is still, it's still pretty cool that, um, that they were that it was like made around an an idea for a sponsor. I agree. All right, I have, I have nothing else on on oh, me either. Um, 
I'm um, not even gonna rate the match. You know what? If I have to rate this match, I'd probably give it a, a one star. Probably one star. Yeah, and uh, that's the thing that I appreciated about WrestleMania. It had a nice build. Pretty good to build, yeah. But what's the second match? Uh, this, we got we got Drew McIntyre defeating Happy Corbin. Okay, nothing to say about this match besides, uh, Drew McIntyre was the first person to kick out of the end of days, so that match had something. Um. That plus also the WrestleMania moment of McIntyre cutting the ropes with the sword. Which he tried killing. Um, by the way, I'm not going to say it on the Sealer podcast probably, so I enjoyed that uh, that promo so much when um, Baron Corbin said uh, two things to uh, – Drew McIntyre lost. He said his mom, and <laughs> that was hilarious to me. Um, but yeah, I I just um, why so Drew's a baby face, but he tries killing literally everybody. I don't understand. What if he actually hits someone? Like, is the, is he is he going to be is he going to get any punishment? I don't know. But that's what always worries me about having a sword as a prop. Like, uh, like I don't know how sharp the. Oh, or it's like I was like, a lot, a lot of the time I was like, I don't know how sharp that thing is. It's probably not that sharp. It's probably not that sharp, or it's probably dulled or any or something like that. But as soon as it cut through the ropes, I'm like, yeah, that's not dull. <laughs> yeah. So how long was? I mean, it doesn't really matter. But I'd give this match. Um. Uh, two stars. I give it, was, it two and a half. Uh, it was eight thirty-five. Yeah, you know, I'll give it three. I'll give it three, just because the moment. It wasn't bad in ring wise. Okay, Logan Paul and Miz versus this match had me confused. Yeah, this is uh, yeah. That's the next match. Okay, um, those two versus. First off, everybody, almost everybody, had a great attire. Like, I love the uh, Mexico and America attire. And, of course, the America one was a tribute to Eddie. Yes. And, um, yeah, it it all looked good. And uh, all I really can say is Logan, Logan's pretty good. And... He no sold like every single finish, which was kind of hilarious to me. Like he got hit with a trip, a double six one nine, uh, double splash, and then Miz hits him. Uh, Miz hits Ray with the skull crushing finale. <laughs> Logan Paul just gets right back up. That was hilarious to me. Um, and I mean, it's not really like. It's. I mean, those moves have ever been protected. People usually don't sell those anyways. But then he got. Uh, you know, they're they're both. Uh, you know, holding the ref's hand, and he hits him with the skull crushing finale, and Miz hits uh, Logan with the skull crushing finale, and basically, uh, Logan Paul gets right back up, but. Uh, and he knows so is that too, which is funny. But uh, I guess they're gonna have a feud. Maybe I don't know. 
All I'm, I'm surprised Jake. All the pre-show Jake Paul was trying to say, you know, he's going to come into the ring, whatever he did it, and um, he's probably going to be into this feud. But if WWE or if you're trying to make Logan Paul a babyface, that is a bad idea because nobody's going to take him as a babyface. No, Logan is an antagonist to the extreme. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they're going to be cheering Miz. Watch. Tomorrow they're going to be cheering. Sorry, Mondays they're going to be cheering uh, Miz. Um, But, yeah. How long was this one? Um, Also, one thing I want to say, and this is just like a small thing. It's not very big, but um, Logan's a boxer. So when I was exp- when I didn't know what Logan's attire was going to look like until like it was revealed later, and like I saw the I saw the pants and the the and everything and in the picture, and I was like, and when he took the jacket off, and he wasn't wearing any tape, I was so confused. Like I like I was like I I I like the look. And, uh, like, I understand maybe why he didn't do tape because, like, it looked maybe better. But it's, like, like, he's a boxer, which – and he wears, like, tape underneath the gloves all the time. So I was, like, wouldn't – wouldn't he – like, wouldn't it be natural to do tape? I guess he takes as a different fight. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. Like, it's, like – but it's, like – I was, I was just, I was expecting Logan to have tape on his his like hands and wrists um, for the fight. So I was, so when he didn't, I was like, I like I I see the the what he was going with with the look, but I was like, okay, um, it just looked a little weird to me. Um, but then again, I um, certain looks look um, don't really need tape, as I've. Um, seen recently so yeah uh, um this one was 11 minutes and 15 seconds all right um <laughs> 11 minutes and okay um yeah subpar match decent match i'd probably give it a three as well but um Okay, now on to what everyone is calling possibly match of the night. Uh, Becky versus Bel Air. It's not the match of the night, but... I, um, I, was, I was just saying, like, what most know, some people are calling. I know, but I'm, but I'm saying anybody who views this, it's not match of the night. Yeah. No matter what your opinion is. But, um... Yeah, this match um, was match of the night up to this point. It was an amazing match. Back in, every Bianca match, I feel like, is back and forth, and you don't know who's going to win. And uh, same with Becky. Like, they have such good chemistry. I think this is the best match they've had. Um, it's funny because, what, last year she won the SmackDown uh, in the main event of WrestleMania. This year she won the Raw. Hopefully next year she doesn't win the tag team. Um, but this was a great, great moment, great match. I'm sure this was kind of long. How long was this? Do you want to even try to take a guess? 
15. Higher or lower? Higher. 20. Lower. Okay, 18. 19, 10. Okay, okay. Good timing, good timing. As as soon as you said tw- as soon as you said twenty, I was like, uh, and lower. I thought it, it's like okay, you can either go eighteen or nineteen. So, <laughs> well, yeah. What do you think about this match? I, I'm, I also, I'm just saying, like, um, I don't. It what this was match of the night up to up at this point, but overall show this was no. <laughs> Definitely not match of the night. Just in our opinion, anyway. Um, I have a different opinion on what the match of the night was. Um, I enjoyed this match. The um, we talked to, uh, or you stated this, but I agree. In your, I didn't. I don't think I said anything, but I agree. Um, their chemistry is really good. Um, and they've been going. They've been going with this feud for like six months, and it's still like some parts of the story maybe iffy. It's like maybe it feels like it's been like dragged on a little bit too much. But every time, but every every time, um, every time they've been in the ring, the long storytelling has made up for it. Like, like their their in ring ability, um, the lead up to each match. Like maybe people may may feel like this story is a bit too long. I'm a fan of of I'm a fa- fan of long term long term storytelling or ex- or long story rivalries if they're done right. And I don't know if this is the conclusion. I hope it is, but if it is, it's a solid conclusion. I agree. And I, I mean, it's not going to be the conclusion just because there's so many backlash. But oh my gosh, I wouldn't mind yeah. seeing again. And um, I really hope she's a better champion than she was a uh, SmackDown champion because I honestly, her SmackDown championship reign was sour just because. Oh my gosh, just because um, it was just so she wasn't great at I mean all her promos felt like the same. It was like Charlotte like but babyface like but hopefully she does good this time and yeah. Did she even use her hair in this match? Um I think she might have attempted but but um Becky um I think she maybe have attempted but Becky had it scouted a lot of the time. I see. Well, um, oh, um, I, I don't know. I doubt you think so, but tell me this: when, um, when the match started and uh, Becky hit that uh, the match handle slam, did you think that? Like, I was so scared that was it. Like, I didn't think it was gonna be it, but it's like this is WWE. You don't know. I I, was I had my um. My stomach, my stomach, my stomach tangled in a knot for a second, and then once she kicked out, it, it like untangled. Oh my god! Yeah. 
it's that feeling with uh Goldberg matches. Um speaking of Goldberg <laughs> um, so, I know where this is going. So next match, Seth Rollins comes to the ring. He's waiting for his opponent. He's saying, "Get out here! Everybody's waiting for you." Out of nowhere, Goldberg comes out. Right? Everybody's everybody's losing their mind. But nah, uh, that would have been funny though, wouldn't it? What would you have done? What would you have done? <sighs> I would have lost it. I probably, uh, I couldn't watch that. <laughs> that would have just been. I, I, w- I want to say I would have turned off Mania, but me knowing me, I would have still kept watching. I just would have been dumbfounded the entire time. I agree. But um, I'm not going to turn off Mania no matter what happens. It's Mania. Yeah, exactly. It's mania. Um, but I mean, if it was Fiend, I probably would have been just as I would have been just. I okay. When okay, when the lights went off. Oh, by the way, we're, we're on to that match now. When the lights went off and the can and the the phone lights went on, I was so. Part of me was like, it's Bray. Not Fiend, but Bray. That, and, and if that did happen, I, I don't know if I would be just as happy, but I'd be very happy. Because um, when the lights, the camera lights went on, I thought about, it's like, I thought, like, the fireflies are out. And and it's like, oh, it, like, I, like, I had a feeling that. I, I knew it probably wasn't, and they were just doing that for like because the lights went down, and it's it's a cool effect. Or everyone likes to do that when lights go down; they turn on their phone light. But it's like, um, I just it it, it would have been to me. It would have been very cool to see him um, if Bray did come back as. Um, like the new face of Evil Bray or Swamp Bray or or whatever or whatever you want to call it. Um, but it, like in a new, new, um, like that. But like with like a new like fiend, like I don't even know what to call it. Like that, but like with a fiend like hint to it, like evilness or sinisterness. I feel like that would be pretty cool if he did it, but anyway, I'm I'm at this point I'm just theorizing because it didn't happen. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's only been one night, maybe it happened. But um, so far, okay, so I was I was ready. Um, it did, and then uh, a, like the uh, voice of Cody comes out, and I'm like, please don't trick us. Like I, I thought they were going to trick us, right? And then Shane, that'd be funny if Shane came out. Oh my gosh! Uh, after like that, but no, no. Um, Cody came out with his, uh, with his AEW theme, his theme. I'm so so thankful that we did not hear smoke and mirrors. Like I, I'd be glad, 
I'd be fine, but I don't want to hear. It's like the same thing with Drew McIntyre. Your character has to evolve. If it has the same theme song, you're not evolving. Like, you left six years of WWE, made a company, all this stuff. Why would you have the same thing you had six years ago? Like, that doesn't prove that you evolved. So, I'm, I'm so glad he used that theme song because it's one of the best theme songs in WWE. And the fact that that's going to be the next WWE game, hopefully, has me hyped. My, uh, my first thought with my... Uh, so, all all day leading up to this match, I I knew in my... I've heard so many rumors, and I saw so many confirmations. Like, yes, Cody is signed. Yes, he is being... He, yes, he will wrestle at Mania. Um, and it's like, I've read all of those. But there's there's part of you... When you're sitting there and the match is about to happen, when it's like, or it's like, or, or not even that, when the show <laughs> is starting and it's like, I want to believe that it, like, at what everyone is confirming is true. But at the same time, it feels so surreal that he would actually be there that you have to believe it to see it. It's. It, it was the same thing with like Punk. It was the exact same thing with Punk. Like, oh, there was a ton of rumors. There was a ton of confirmations that he was going to be there, but at the same time, you didn't truly believe it until you saw Punk standing there. Uh, that exactly feel the exact same way, and um, oh my, like. Talk about being in that moment where your eyes are literally, like, glued to TV. Not like what commentators say. This was, like, it's, like, one of those moments. Like, Sam Punk was in that moment. It's like, oh, my gosh, this is actually happening. It, it was that with, uh, it was just that with uh, Cody Rhodes. And the fact that he had the same attire, the same everything, that just, it was amazing. Like, um, <laughs> And um, the crowd, I was like, the crowd could be louder, right? Looking back at that, you could barely hear the music, honestly. So the crowd were going crazy. Crowd were loving it. Imagine imagine uh, picking between, like, should I go night one or should I go night two? I can't choose. Imagine thinking about that for a few days and then ultimately choosing night two. Like, that would suck so much um, for the people out there. But we already got our first trader comments, by the way. And I quote from Wrestling Nights on Twitter. Well, we will look who shows. Okay, basically it says, look who shows his face. The trader of his family and company, Cody Rhodes, as a true AW fan, this is wrong. Cody betrayed his brother, his company, his friends, and the AEW roster, and fans. No, you don't belong here. Okay. That's that's just one of the many comments about that. Uh, Cody being a traitor, which I already knew was going to happen. Yeah. That's kind of, it, It's like, especially when you, when, like, 
because of the position Cody was in at AEW, to me, this is, to me, I feel like, which I don't think that this will ever happen. I have a strong feeling that this will, that this won't happen, but, um, that's, it's kind of like, um, it's, and I and I'm not gonna say Shane for obvious reasons, but I'm gonna say Triple H. If Triple H went over to AEW, it has this the same feel. And why I don't say Shane is because, like, Shane going to AEW would have an entirely different. Yes, you'd kind of get the same thing, but it's like. I say Triple H because he married into the family and it's like there's no one really that Triple H is like had relations with when he went when he got in, you know, you, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, just like uh, Cody, he I mean, he literally left his brother his wife, everybody to do this. So that's, I'm not saying like, that's a bad thing. That's, um, that's something he wanted to do and that's good for him. And he, he left all of that. He, he left, like he started this company and he left it. This was his proof that to WWE and to Vince McMahon that he, he can be the top. He uh, knows what he's doing, all of that. Now, that's that's like the proof and it's just then he leaves like I think it's just as shocking honestly but um, but uh, on to this match okay you you the um I'm just going to briefly go over this because you basically, you've said the time and you pretty much know the time, but it was 2140. All right. You already knew it was, it was, it it got to 20. So that doesn't really matter too much. You, you already knew that. Um, But yeah, going into it. (coughs) Yeah. um, Match tonight. Yeah. Uh like like I said, um I would say, you know, uh Becky and Bianca do show competition, but just the moment, the crowd, everything, it was perfect. Um playing out perfect and oh my gosh, that ending, all emotional and stuff like he hits the two. Okay, there's just so much I can say. There's so many layers to this match. Like, um, he didn't hit the curb stump on Cody, but he hit the pedigree, which I feel like Triple H and the crowd popped for that because Triple H and Cody had a, uh, a make believe feud or whatever, and he he kicked out of that. Um, Imagine if that was actually it, though. The fa- WWE would go crazy. Uh, WWE fans. But um, he hit the uh, the crossroads 
uh, Seth kicked out. Then he ended up with two crossroads. Then, you know, the dusty, the punches, and that, uh, what was it called? Bionic elbow. Yeah. And then he hit his finisher. It was a perfect ending. And WWE cannot go back on this. Please don't. Like, please keep this man on top. I think this is a guy who should dethrone Roman Reigns. Cody, he was, like, doing a WWE exclusive interview afterwards. Um, and at the end um, of what he was saying, he's like, um, he's like, I'm here. I'm ready to go. It's time to play the game. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, it's like, if I, if you read into that, or it's like, reading into that, it's like, it's like, Using, like, oh, it's time to play the game. It's, like, is he, like, doing a little bit more, like, like like with Triple H? Or is he just – that can be taken two different ways. I, I don't think it's the Triple H thing. I just think it's, like, more of just, like, what he said. Like, there's not, not really too many meaning behind it, but. I agree. Oh, my gosh. This – the moment, uh, one of the most beautiful moments in wrestling, uh, is this whole match. Like, it deserves to be on a wall of museum. It was perfect. Everything it needs to be, um, and, um, like, it, it was just, I mean, we're going to get Seth Rollins versus, uh, Cody at, uh, WrestleMania Backlash, probably. But please, WWE, do not do 50-50 booking. We really don't need that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this one. I said this once, and I'm gonna say this again. I didn't say it publicly, but I said it to you guys, and I'm saying it now. WWE, you got a second chance here. Don't screw it up. Please don't. Like I feel like even. The moment is perfect, but please don't. Um, please do not have him lose a WrestleMania backlash because I understand what you would be doing, but Seth Rollins doesn't need his win back. Wrestlers don't always need their wins back, and that's that's a problem that WWE has. If a big star loses. They have to have their win back. But, um, yeah. I could talk all forever about this, but, uh, but, yeah. I guess it's time to move on to the next thing, which is, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't, I really can't stop thinking about it, honestly. Uh, it's just such an amazing thing. Like, it still doesn't feel real. It's, and, like, I thought it was a one-time event. I'd be fine with it. it. Seeing Cody in a WWE ring, it, it doesn't feel real, especially with seeing the everything he did, everything he did in AEW. And then just and then he shifts over to WWE. I'm gonna be honest with you, man. 
and the people can feel how they want. Midway through this match, I was starting to feel this kind of does suck, low key, because yes, he's in WWE and stuff, and they were saying he's home, he's home, whatever. They didn't mention AW. It, it's just. Uh, I guess home felt like he was in AEW for so long, and it's going to be like, as good as it is in WWE, I'm going to miss him at times in AEW. He was such a big part, but I'm sure he's going to be doing good things in WWE. But, um, yeah. Um, what else do I have to say? I think that's it. I I, I see this this Cody being... WWE or Universal Champion. Old Cody, uh, like um, dashing and uh, in, and like even Intercontinental Champion Cody. That Cody, I I saw as like he's not going anywhere better. Like th- like they're keeping him as a mid uh, talent. And yes. it's like. I like I couldn't see him going any higher, but he, this Cody, uh, the American Nightmare, I see championships, I see banger rivalries. The sky's the sky's the limit for Cody at this point. It really is. Um, oh my goodness. Um, I bet I bet this is the match that went overboard. Uh, there was New Day versus um. New Day versus what's his name? Uh, Rich Holland and Sheamus. And <laughs> when Jake Jake said it at the end of the show, uh, I guess we're not getting. It'd be funny though because I'm like, I I was just I, okay when like for some reason I thought maybe they were going to book it like like Flair and then the tag match and then. Austin and and Owens be the main event, because that I can see happening. Like be like the the tag match be like the the lead up to the main event. That like that I like I I could have seen that happening, but at, but then I was I was thinking it's like I love New Day. Don't have a solid issue with them. They're awesome. But it's like, it's not New Day versus, I hate saying this to Hall, about Seamus and Holland, but this, it's not a finish mania or lead up mania match. This is a beginner of the show or pre-show match. As sad or as sad as I that is to say, because I respect New Day so much. It's not New Day, unfortunately. Sorry, Seamus and Holland. It's not New Day. It's you guys. I mean, to be fair, uh, I'm gonna be 100% honest. I couldn't care less about any four of the wrestlers currently. King Woods came back recently. I mean, he did nothing as the king, and. Then he went back to he, – he was doing a little bit of singles and he went back to the tag team. Now he's back in the tag team. Um, with Sheamus and Rich Holland, 
I don't know what they're. I think they're a bunch of. What are they a bunch of drunk foreign guys? Is that what their gimmick is supposed to be? I don't know. I think it's like like uh, like bar guys. I think like bar group, like bar brawlers, kind of thing. Yeah. I I mean, I I just didn't care about the match. Uh, I feel like it should have been on the pre-show. Also, there's a lot of things that people that that there are a lot of comments I I checked because I saw the post about this match being like not able to happen because of time, um, or matches going over, um, and I read the comments. And a lot of the comments were making very valid points, which is they had a two-hour pre-show. Oh, my god! no matches on the pre-show. That's what blew my mind. I thought it started at 7 o'clock. It didn't. I don't know why there was a two-hour pre-show. Blew my mind, but yeah. Any, any match could have been on that pre-show. I agree, but but, I, but also in night two, I see some matches not going very long. I I see I'm looking at the card right now, and there I see some matches that I don't maybe are going to be like under five, possibly, or five, or either five or less, or a little bit over. But I don't see them going very long, so. I think that's why they they might put the match that match on that card instead. But I wasn't like I wasn't upset that they didn't put it on. I thought they were gonna put it. I just thought it was gonna happen. But but then I was but then I looked at the time and I looked at I looked at the time and Owens and Austin were on and I was like. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, the tag match isn't happening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, oh, yeah. Okay. I'm going to say this before I uh, end this. Um, I stopped rating matches. I would rate uh, Bianca and Becky four and a half, and I would rate Seth and uh, Cody five, five stars match of the year. And it will go down in one of the greatest matches of all time, I think. But um, let me just say this um, before I move on. <sighs> okay. I saw this one man, and he's a pretty big creator. I'm not going to name the guy's Instagram, but he generally thinks it would be a good idea for Cody Rhodes to have an alter ego as Stardust. And... This alter ego be like his demon for Balor. I thought that was the stupidest idea ever. Like, it blew my mind. I just had to share it up here. Even the thought of bringing back Stardust. Do you want him to to go back to AEW? We just got him back. Exactly. Not even that. I saw another fan. I was arguing in the comments a little bit a few days ago. Um, I won the argument. Um, basically, he had this whole post, this huge paragraph of what he thinks should end WrestleMania. He, this man said that Cody Rhodes should come back, and so should Stone Cold. And 
the night should end with Stone Cold studying Cody Rhodes. Like that makes sense. That that's another stupid. You know, maybe every single pay per view, I'll just I'll just I'll just say some dumb things I've heard for this pay per view. But that's one of them. So, yeah. Um. Um. Flair and Rousey was uh, 18.30. I didn't really watch most of this. I'd probably give that three stars. Um, I don't really... I don't know. It doesn't make Ronda Rousey look weak. I mean, the feud's going to continue. It does kind of suck because I know Ronda Rousey's probably trying and she's not all the way there yet. And it kind of sucks because, like, we've seen... These people are going to compare her like to Becky. Like Becky, Becky did all this, but Ronda couldn't. I mean, I know how bodies are different and stuff. Like pregnancies are different, so that's a stupid thing if you're one of the guys out there who are saying that. But also, it, it just sucks because I'm sure she is trying her best, but I mean, she was never great on the mic, and <laughs> she was horrible on the mic actually uh, recently. But it, it sucks. It sucks. But the match overall, it was it was okay. The match ending was <laughs> Ronda Rousey, the one that people couldn't stop for two years straight, lost to a big boot, blew my mind. Also, uh, one thing I don't know if this is if this is story or if this is actually true. I the commentator said it, so I don't know why it wouldn't be true. But they said something like. Rousey is the first person to get out of the figure eight. Is she true? Uh, did Pat McAfee say it? Maybe. I don't know. Sometimes Pat McAfee says some bizarre stuff, but he might. I mean, Pat McAfee also said that. Um, hold up. He said, uh, continue. Uh, what's your appearance in the match? I want to think about this. Um, I just, if that is, like, I, I, I thought I've, I've seen people roll over, like, I, th- I thought I've seen people roll over, like, roll over when she does the figure eight. Or maybe, like, people have, like, broken it up, not gotten out. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, I was trying to think of him saying something. But uh, if, if that's true that Ronda's the first person to escape the figure uh the figure eight from Charlotte. That's 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 a moment right there. Or that's a act credit to her. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean it is awesome. Um did look strong. Um I feel like both women look strong. I really hope Ronda Rousey doesn't leave because I want to miss Ronda Rousey. I know that. And I feel like she has so much left to give. Um, but yeah. Then let's uh what would you rate that match? Um I just realized I haven't rated any of them. Yeah. How about you rate everything right after? So I'll give you time. Since yeah, I already that's... rated everything and this is basically the last match. Okay. Stone Cold um, comes out, and he does his thing, and everybody's happy, and they're talking. I feel like 
people don't really expect the match. Like they they want the match, but they don't really expect it. I didn't. I wasn't expecting. It. I feel like after all of this, I feel like it wouldn't really matter. And I feel like this still does make it look like the main event of WrestleMania is supposed to be is supposed to be Ronda because she won the Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble winner should always be main event. Uh, since there's two nights, you have women's main event and men's main event. I think that's how it should be. And um, yeah, this looks this makes it they did it perfectly because it's now it's like oh this happened last minute. Basically, Kevin Owens challenges uh Stone Cold to a no holds barred, which is kind of weird to be honest. Because if you're the hill, why would you challenge? I mean, I understand you want to. I don't know. I just think challenging anyone to a no hold bar is pretty stupid unless the feud comes to it. But um I mean I mean I like it's like if you want to inflict as much pain on your opponent as you can without any like restrictions as a heel and have an advantage of brutality that is the only that is the angle I can see where Owen's like wanting this match, but at the same time, um, having matches like being a heel and requesting no holds barred or false count anywhere, any those kind of matches, it's very tricky because, like, because, like you said, because relating to what you're saying, it's like, um, it's like. You're the heel. You want to be vicious. You want to like put out all the like brutality without any restrictions and be able to do whatever you want. But then also, the other person can do whatever they want to you. Yeah. Now, along with um, along with uh, the fact that um, I mean, you're a heel, like he can get people with him on his side in that, like, I thought, if I'm being honest, I thought uh, Booger T, uh, Shawn Michaels, JBL, we're all going to, um, we're all going to attack Owens. It would have made uh, Stone Cold look a little weak, but for like two minutes, he was thinking, then he, then he decided to have the match. Let me just tell you, how long was this match? I'm honestly, when I first read the time, I was honestly very <coughs> surprised. What's the... Nearly 14 minutes. Uh, I, knew, I thought it was 15. I'm, they, you can tell that they were... Uh, Making some of the stuff look kind of some of this, like they didn't do crazy spots, and I was scared that you know Stone Cold would get tired or something. <laughs> um, Kevin Owens was selling the crap out of everything. Um, hold up, but yeah, um, the match I feel like the match delivered, and uh, and obviously, like. Obviously, I knew, like, it was going to, like, you have to be an idiot to not realize that this 
Stone Cold's not going to start running. You know, like it's going to be slower paced. Exactly. And his match before this was. Wait, how long do you say the match was? Um, Austin and Owens. Yeah, thirteen fifty-five, right? Yeah, it's thirteen fifty-five. Okay. I I said nearly fourteen because okay. fifty-five minutes. That's basically if you round like round up, that's fourteen. Yeah, which is kind of funny because his match before this, The Rock versus Steve Austin, was seventeen fifty-five. But um, like, which which I was wondering. So it's around the same time. I feel like this could be a good last match. Like. People were debating, you know, why would we want to have, like, a five set? What's the point of it? You know, and I understand it, but we got it. And look at this. Last year, Snow Cold, I mean, Kevin Owens was, wasn't being used. He was basically a talk show host. He was he was in a place where he had, I mean, and, and then he was uh, referring to, like, he's possibly going to AEW. He was doing all this rumor stuff. And um, uh, basically, now he made a it to WrestleMania and retired Steve Austin. That blows my mind. Like this one night changed his career forever. Like even even if he gets fired tomorrow, even if uh he gets injured tomorrow and he can't compete forever. Um, whatever happens, he can say this, and he's going to live in the greatest wrestlers of all time just because of this. And that that's just so crazy to me. But um, yeah, I hope this is the last match. He said it's his last match. But the biggest spot to me that shocked me was when, by the way. Um, Steve Austin was spamming that suplex. Um, but that suplex spot from Kevin Owens to Steve Austin on the concrete was scary. Because, I mean, like, I would I would expect it, like, to be in the ring or something. But on the concrete, that's crazy. Especially at 57. But I, I'm not even going to... I don't know if I should read this match. I'd say... Uh, three and three quarters to four stars. I like the match a lot. It's everything it needs to be. Nothing too much. Nothing too extra. So, and, so this is essentially Stone Cold's retirement match, and this has this was one of the um this was one of the better retirement matches that I've seen. Um, I haven't seen a lot. But from the ones that I've notably known that were retirement matches and watched. This was on the good end. I agree. And I would like to say the ending after this match, Byridge sold the crap out of that. Uh, that was an amazing sell. I, he was going crazy. Like, I remember I, asking I, him. A few years ago, I was talking to Byron. I was asking him, um, why did he, why he decide to retire, respectfully? And he was saying to, uh, you know, longer his career, all that stuff. And they basically said to the dude, 
you know, um, if you want to stay with the company, you're going to have to commentate instead of compete in the ring. So, yeah, but, man, that he, he is an amazing seller. I, I, I loved the, not only the, the, um, not only the, like, the fallback on, like, onto his stomach, but also, like, the, like, the, the, what was it, like, the pulsating or, like, the jittering or whatever. The thing I love about this is, how does this dude keep falling for it? Like, I mean, this is his WrestleMania moment. Nothing can take that away from him. But two years ago, 2020, uh, on 316 day, uh, Stone Cold hit the, the stunner on Byron Saxton, right? He, he sold the crap out of that. Then he gets back up after the show. He decides to do the beard thing again. And then he gets stunned again. Two years later, he decides to do it a third time, and it happens again. Like, I don't know, but um, man, he put his life on that cell. I love, I love, I love how Corey Graves in in on commentary is like this. This is the greatest day of my life. What a WrestleMania. Oh yeah, you can read your matches now. Um, um Usos uh, or uh SmackDown tag one McIntyre and Corbin uh three no mm, two um Miz and uh, Miz and Logan, uh, Miz and Logan, or yeah, um, uh, um, three, um, I don't know, two and a half, um, Bianca and Becky, three. Um, Cody versus Seth, five. Um, Charlotte versus Rhonda. Uh, or, or no, Becky versus uh, Bianca, three and a half. Um, Charlotte versus Rhonda, three. Um, Stone Cold versus Owens, uh, four. Solid. Yeah, it was. Um, I was trying to rate it. I was trying to see the. I was trying to like tell between entertainment value versus like actually wrestling ability with a lot of them, because um, I'm like I don't know, but um, what was I gonna say? Not sure. Oh, oh. Um, when when you said when when you when you uh, referenced Goldberg and the Cody thing earlier, that was not where I thought you that you were going with that. 
What do you think I was doing? Um, as soon as you said Goldberg, I thought you were going to to say the thing that we talked about. <laughs> what did we talk about? Hold up. Uh, how everybody, how everybody in the Instagram and Twitter universe, um, um, how how we can see um that people are gonna uh, people are going to be on Twitter and Instagram going. Oh, you guys cheer Gold. You guys hate Goldberg wrestling, but you cheer Austin and Owens. <laughs> yeah, I did the thing with yeah, and it's like, and and it's like, and it's like, before anyone says that, or before I read that anywhere, we've heard that before with Sting, and even. I think some people have even like talked about it with Edge because he's like getting up there. He's not fifty yet, but I think people with Edge have, have said it too. Yep, they have. Um, look, if you, we've expressed stuff on Goldberg before. Goldberg. You know, what? I'm just gonna straight up say it. My, I, 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 I feel like Kenny feels the same issue. But at least for me, and I feel like he can agree, Goldberg is a per, is a 50 year old trying to relive his glory days, while Sting is it doesn't Sting is basically immortal at this point. Where it doesn't matter what age he is, he can still go, and he's very talented in the ring. And Goldberg lacks in in ring ability, and he has had matches recently. I will credit he has had matches recently where they've been longer, um, but most of the time he can't do a f- like fifteen minute match, which I think. Um, Austin close. Sting, I believe, can. And Edge definitely can. Yeah. I'm laying that out right now. And I wanted to lay it out clean and clear because I I know we're going to see it or someone out there on their, like, mom's iPad is going to say that or, or computer, whatever. Um, no, that's more of a kid thing. Anyway. They will. Um, and I'd like to touch on that Goldberg thing. Um, uh, what you said was right. And like, like, like you said, he was never really a, gr- he wasn't a great wrestler at the beginning. Like I understand, a, you know, his first match coming back and sometimes his Saudi matches, like I understand his Saudi matches, if it doesn't affect a storyline too much, or if it doesn't. If he doesn't win titles, I really don't care, honestly. Unless he's beating a talent that was built for, like, five years or built for so long, like, lastly or whatever, I really don't care. But if he's fighting someone like AJ Styles and beats him, I don't really care. Like, but the thing that I have an issue with with Goldberg is of all the legends that come back, he's the one that doesn't really need to. Like, he came back to do five-minute matches. 
or under. Like, out of all the wrestlers that, I mean, he was built on that. So it's like, what's the point of coming back? Like, nobody needed a comeback. Like, maybe a few matches, maybe one or two matches, but nobody really needed that. So I agree with what you're saying. And it's it's like an edge. Edge, he's younger than R-Truth, so there's nothing you can say. If you like R-Truth and stuff, uh, the dude's 50. 50 or 51. And it, it's something very stupid, but <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just, I, I haven't really gotten, like, real with the Goldberg thing. I haven't, because I like to, you know me, I like to stay positive and, and, and look at the bright side of things. But with that, it's also, I have true feelings on what I feel like things are. And that's one of the things that I wanted to be real about with the Goldberg thing, because it's like, why do, are we irritated with Goldberg so much? Or at least me, why am I? And why I am. And I don't I don't really have an issue with I don't really have an issue with Goldberg that much. Goldberg, he he can come in and have his five minute matches, but also like you said, he doesn't really need it he doesn't really need it. Um but there's there's booking decisions that I question with Goldberg being involved, like um, poss- like co- going after the WWE Championship or going after the Universal Championship over and over and over again. But it's the comparing to older guys that think that people think that our Goldberg is even similar to. That's my issue. I agree. Goldberg... Uh, I believe I'm I'm using this phrasing correctly. If I'm not, please correct me. But Goldberg doesn't hold a candle to Sting. Yeah, Goldberg never. doesn't hold a candle to Edge. Goldberg doesn't hold a candle to a lot of guys that are that are above fifty. If you're going, if you can, also, um, I I'm referencing. I'm referencing Edge and Sting because they are active in their careers right now. I'm not referencing Stone Cold, even though Goldberg can't can't hold a, a, a candle to him. That was a one-off night, which is why it was fun. Yeah, if if Stone Cold comes back every single and goes for the WWE title, I don't think anybody would enjoy that. No. Um, and and with the Sting thing, yeah, I mean, this Sting right now, what sixty-five, sixty-three. I mean, 1998 Goldberg doesn't hold a candle to him, so that says a lot. Like, so I, 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 uh, I agree with you completely. I didn't want to say like what what I was trying to mean was I didn't want to say the opposite. Like, like, like Edge doesn't hold a candle to Goldberg. I didn't want to mix that up. I, yeah, I knew the phrasing. I just didn't want to get. Use the wrong person on the wrong end. Yeah, I get that. By the way, um, since this, you can, you guys can uh go off. I wanted to talk a little bit about. Oh yeah, the show's a ten. By the way, like I said, one of the greatest WrestleManias I ever saw. It, it was, was a so ten. Kenny, Ken, Kenny said this, but I agree with him. Uh, 
It was a 10 when Cody got there. Yeah. I mean, it, it would it would be hard to mess that up after. Um, <laughs> but uh, now you guys can leave, but I have to say something because I didn't say this. It's a little extra. Okay, so Cody made a, a botch or two in the match, which I I don't think it was Cody's fault with the backflip because um, I think Seth was in the wrong place. But is it just me or every single time Cody botches, it looks better than the move actually would have looked? Like, it just looks so, I don't know. So, it looks way more real, which it Cody's- is. Cody's mess-ups aren't really bad. Like, to me, they're not really mess-ups because Cody's such a good athlete that he can make whatever happens, intended or not, work. I agree. Um, But, yeah, um, I believe that's all I really had to say. Because... There there are a few things in AEW that happen. That that I've saw, I see, saw happen in Cody's matches, and it's like, ooh, that's I think he was supposed to hit that move, but him not hitting the move made the it work better, like like you were saying. Uh huh, I agree. You know, I want to uh uh point this out. It, it it's crazy how um last night at the Hall of Fame or two nights ago at the Hall of Fame. Um, they actually mentioned Bray Wyatt, Shaman Man. They, they, of course, they didn't put these in the uh in the video for Hall of Fame to sponsor it, but they showed um they talked about Shane McMahon. They talked about uh he didn't really talk about Bray Wyatt, but he was named uh in the greatest rivals against Undertaker. But he also Vince named it. And Vince also named Giant um, Gonzalez, so I don't really think it means nothing for that. But um, Andrade was there. Um, Big Swole was there. Of course, with Cedric had Big Swole because they're married, and Andrade was with Charlotte. But I'm very glad WWE isn't shady, and like they let them there because. I do believe there was a time probably where they wouldn't let them there. Back when they were uh, kicking people out for having AEW shirts, I don't think they would let them uh, let them there. But yeah, you watched the Hall of Fame show. I what was it yesterday? Uh yeah, after SmackDown. Yeah, I did not. I was, I, was, I was dealing with a headache. Do you want to know what what I went through? Since this is basically the, the, the extra part. Yeah, what? So, okay. So, my issue with the audio file, for anyone who is interested in audio clip in tech or, fi- or files or whatever, or if you're interested in this, hey, welcome. Um, but, so, when I first... Downloaded the my the audio file from my phone to the computer. It was a uh, it was an M. What was it? It was like an M4A file, and I was like, and I thought that was the issue. 
So I was like, I was working, like I was downloading it and downloading it and like trying it on other platforms to download it. And I was like, oh, it's an M4A file, not an MP3 file. And all my other files have been MP3. So maybe I need to convert the file over to MP3. And I tried that, still wasn't working. And I was like, what? I've, I've tried literally everything I could and I couldn't figure out what it was. And then something weird happened. I was listening to the to the audio and I lowered and when you and I lowered the volume from 100 to like six, like like 65 and it was speaking clearly like no glitches or errors or anything. And I was like, huh? I was like, is it is it like is like is it too high of a frequency to like play or something? I didn't like it was so weird. Like it couldn't play on full volume or else it was glitchy and error. But if it was like at like forty, it was completely fine and you could still hear it pretty clearly. That is odd. And, I, and so I found a way to um, decrease the audio volume of the file itself. Um, so as I decrease it down, decrease it down, decrease it down, when you when it's when it's played back, it can be put on a hundred a hundred if you like if you want to play it at a hundred. Um, at least for my computer, for your phone, it's probably going to be way different, but for my computer um, to play it, um, then to officially like put it in the audio file. I, I will I will say this, there probably are a few hiccups be, uh, in the audio. Um, I don't think there's anything that like cuts out. I think it's just like little hiccups that like stop and then start uh, the audio again um, in that. And I, I tried as much as I could to decrease it down to where it's pretty much 100% you can hear it through the whole thing. But it was, I spent all of Friday and pretty much all of Saturday figuring out some way to get that sticking audio file uh, un, uh, unmessed up and I couldn't figure out what it was. That hired me. That is a lot of a lot of work. Like every single time like I mean the last two weeks. Uh this week and last week. Seems to be problems. But um Well I just I just need to know the issue. Like because when I know an issue that I I have faced before, I can fix it and move forward. But when I don't know what the issue is and I'm trying to figure it out, that's what takes the upload so long because I don't know what process to go through. I don't have a process yet because I don't know what the issue is. Once I have a process, I'm fine. You're right. That, um, and yeah, well, see how much work we put into this. Faith the Holic podcast. Um, on YouTube, check that one out to see. I'm up there, so yeah, Kenny is, uh, is I guess. Also, I just want also, this is a complete, completely different subject, but I've 
it's just something I've I've wanted to say that I've noticed. When I watch the when I watch the episodes that I'm you're I'm not there, um, which are basically now the Sela show episodes. Um, I realize how not important, but how nice it is to have you, me being with you. Just for this, because like there are, I feel like there are a lot of things that like just with happened in this episode, but also like in the suit, like what made me realize is the Constable Corbin thing when you couldn't figure out his name. Yeah. When I listened to the episode and I was like, I like, like if I was there, I would have told you right away and we could uh, move forward quickly. And so it's little things like that or stuff like that, that it's like we having me and you together. It's like, it's like, oh, like, it's like, oh, I could have told him this there or I could have let informed him this there or reminded him that of this there. Um, but it's like, um, I don't know. I just that's one of the things I picked up on while, while I'm watching the show. Yeah, and um, I probably should have at least wrote down a few things that I was going to talk about because I I thought that uh, maybe if I did 2018, 19, 20, 21, it would be pretty easy, but then I'm like comparing, how am I going to compare it? Like, I should have at least wrote down a comparison, which I will, I will do from now on. That's what helped our... Uh, our podcast a lot with the time limits and stuff um and the segments so i'm gonna start doing those probably but yeah. yeah with with the um basically with the uh with the faith of Hawk stuff um now that i've kind of showed you my like my uh, like my writing down and my notes and stuff like that that i always have with me i don't like or obviously it's usually just me. So I don't have a time limit on each topic. I just wait till I usually get to the end of when I don't have anything else to say, I say that, or I just, I go on to the next thing. But with us, it's like, with us uh, on that episode, it's like, um, I knew the verse of the day was going to go pretty short. And I knew that the question talk was going to go pretty long. Um, And I was like, I was like, we're already at an hour, and we still have the um, worship walkthrough. So I was like, I was like, well, it doesn't. I well, it's like I don't really care how long it is, but at the same time, it's like I'd like to have it at a decent size, so it's like a uh, listenable portion. So I'm glad we got that the worship walkthrough done in like 20 minutes. I am too. And yeah. I suppose it's every extra thing. Um and I guess we'll be back tomorrow. Yeah. So I guess we'll see what we'll see.